I used to produce movies. One critic called them European. I thought they were shit. Bullshit! We do not make B pictures here at Capitol. So it's kind of a psychic political thriller comedy with a heart. But it doesn't make any sense, okay? It's fucking stupid. Okay, there actually has to be something that happens that's actually funny. Now, what is the one thing if you put it in a movie, it'll be successful? Tits. That is funny. <laughs> I can take you through it step by step, explaining why your story stinks. But I won't insult your intelligence. There ain't no goddamn taste. Ain't no goddamn motion picture. Why are you still in character? I'm a star, I'm a star, I'm a star. Grow a beard like an adult, and it's so much better. And then you don't have to worry about it. And razors are bullshit expensive. They're so expensive, bro. I watched a guy shave with an axe once, and let me tell you something. This dude shaved with an axe, and he looked so fucking stupid doing it. He looked like an yes, asshole. That's right? a stupid and thing he was to like, do. Ow, this yeah, is that, yeah, but like, I mean, I was watching it, so I guess I, I mean, what does that say about me? You know what I mean? Also, I love how, I don't want to break my streak, but I, but I realized that I just started naturally going into a thing, and then you just immediately, you've, you've become such a trained podcaster that the moment you notice that I'm about to go on like probably a five-minute thing, you just know, okay, I hit record now. This is the moment to hit record. This is the moment to capture Matt without asking Matt if it's okay. Never, never. But you know what? That's fine because I don't just belong to you or my wife or even myself. I belong to two things. I belong to God, for I am his servant, and I belong to the people, for I am their servant. And that is it. You think that's why I just hit record? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I'm not. No, I hit record because if I didn't do it now, I would forget to do it later. I'm going to cut all this out, Matt. That sounds like well, I don't know if I'm going to cut all this out, but at least when I did it last week, I cut a lot out just of like the did, like early banter period because we just we don't need that. We're just catching up. We're two fellas just having a time talking about aftershave. But bro, aftershave, uh, it's what's it called? Did it sting? Oh yeah, it's a real rush. Like every time I have done it, I have like emitted like a like a vocal like woo. <laughs> let me tell you let me tell you my theory about aftershave like go for it bro okay what is the like so like the peak period of like just weird like dog-faced like character actors mm-hmm. was like the 1970s great time yeah. great time to just be a weird looking guy in like the background of a gritty new york crime drama you know exactly yeah like third build in like the take. Well, I was about to say third build in the taking of Pelham one two three, but honestly, that's a that's a movie that starts Walter Matthau and Robert Shaw. Like so, top build. Yeah. Just yeah. And so yeah, the nineteen seventies is also I would say corresponds to the period where people who had like been using aftershave since they were a kid would be hitting like their fifties. Mm-hmm. So my theory is that the the decline in like just character actors who look like their face is a catcher's mitt, which we're sorely lacking these days. You know, there's just a real dearth of those guys, and those are yeah. great guys. Yeah. Um, Fucking Brian Dennehy just died. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Dropping like yeah. flies. But exactly. the disappearance of them corresponds to the disappearance of aftershave from our society. 
Because let's be real, just like giving yourself a low-grade chemical burn every day has to do some weird stuff to your face. So I think that's what was producing our weird-faced character actors. So uh, okay. I, am, I have started using it again, not because I have to shave now for face mask reasons. It's not that. And I just wanted to like do a little like light BDSM just with myself. You know, give myself a little, a little bit of pain when I'm done. You know, it's not that. No, it's that I have a 30-year <laughs> plan to become Walter Matthau. That's my plan. Oh, he fucked. Yeah, that's a weird-looking man, but he was, you know, yeah. he was out there, man. No, that was, no. In, it was in the of, odd couple, he was the cool guy. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. No, no, that's a no. He, honestly, pastrami, honestly, playing poker. Bro, no, that's like, dude, that's like, no. Honestly, I respect this so much. That's such a good idea. I honestly completely co-signed it, which should give you a lot of pause. But at the yeah, same no, time, that, that's, I'm, I'm having say my first great. doubts now. But anyway, <laughs> with that being said, we should probably actually get started. Um, okay. So welcome to You're Gonna Hate It. This is a film podcast. Um, oh, Siri just came up. I don't know why Siri just came up. Go away, Siri. I'm doing my intro. Um, but uh killing it yes so my name is rob my name is matt there you go that's what i was looking for that was what that boss was for um okay so each week each of us pick each of us picks a movie we have two wildly different set of tastes so i have assigned you a uh a uh, black and white japanese film you have assigned essentially softcore pornography um did you actually watch it yeah of course i did my homework we'll we'll talk about it later matt We'll talk about it later. So, so, yeah, just we are we are in these in these trying times where we have a lot of free time to just worry about things. We've decided it would be a better better use of our time to torture each other by assigning one another movies they will hate. Yes, and and then talking about them for for no one's benefit. Um, Yes. Yes. So, so this week I have assigned you the. 1962 Akira Kurosawa film Yojimbo. Tokoro de ano rokuni, totemo umaku ryori sareshita na. Anna ii ude omotte yatsu wa kono chikaku ni wa omae shikai ne. Sore de? Moshika suruto. Which, which can I just say? So this is a this is kind of a different episode than we've done, um, you know, uh, versus like the other episodes that we've done, and 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 I'll tell you why, and I'll tell you why. Um, the difference here. The difference here being, um, see, usually, usually what happens is, is that Rob assigns one, and then 
uh, what's it called? And then I'm supposed to hate it. And then I assign one and Rob's supposed to hate it. No, Rob has trolled himself because Rob has assigned me, not a movie I would hate, but a movie that I would love, right? He assigned me a samurai movie because what the folks at home don't know is that I am, I am, I am basically, I'm feeling like white ghost these days. Let me tell you that, okay? I've, I, I, I've been, I watched the ghost dog clips and then I started reading the Hagakure, right, that I bought online uh, on eBay for $5, including shipping. And it is a very bad translation. But uh, what's it called? No, I've been meditating on death. I've been legitimately meditating on death. Uh, I was doing it every day for a while and now just most days. And I really do feel as if I'm dead. And I think that's why I'm doing so well. So this movie really like spoke to me. Anyway, Rob, I do, I, well, you know what, Rob? Just because, listen, listen. Listen, listen, my terrible Semitic genes, all right? Listen, listen, I'm, I'm half Jewish okay, and half let's, Canadian. Let's, no, okay, no, no. Let's, I wanna, let's not no, blame no, this all no, on no, the no, Jews, no, no, no. Matt. Jewish a lot of this is lifestyle choices. No, hold on, no, because let me tell you something. On my French-Canadian side, fantastic mustaches. I, there's so many mustaches on my French-Canadian side, all right? Beautiful mustaches, all right? And then I get this Jewish lip that is very, that is very yeah. thin, right? And that's the thing. No, think about it. Our other Jewish friend also. You're just, you're just jealous that I am rocking a beautiful oh cellic here. Yeah. It's Matt, so pissed. It pisses me off. Folks, I just, I just want you to know that say, it is like, beautiful and luscious. No, it is beautiful and luscious and literally yeah. kind of looks like Tom Selleck's mustache. Like, it's really unfortunate. It's, it sucks ass but no no but basically i'm a samurai uh i'm i'm a warrior uh what's it called i i i consider myself as already dead and it's what gives me such tremendous courage and why i'm being hailed as a hero uh all over the internet uh and and in the mainstream press and so, someone's uh, gonna cut you off and i'm the only one here so there you go <laughs> i have done my hero's duty mm-hmm. but yeah, I literally thought it was outside and my wife couldn't hear me. Yeah, because she would really let you know what she thought about all that. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. So we're going to talk. She hears not- this every day. I know. It's truly amazing that she has not murdered you. Yeah, no, I made, I made her watch uh, 13 Assassins last night. So this review might be weird because I might confuse the two movies, but we'll see. Okay, so anyway, Yojimbo. <laughs> That's the film we're here to talk about, Yojimbo. Um, again, directed Funny by... What do you about this movie? They don't say the title of the movie in the movie. The title means the bodyguard. They talk frequently about his position as a bodyguard. <laughs> Did they yeah. say Yojimbo? I, I was listening. I, I was, I mean, it's in Japanese, Matt. I was mostly reading it. Well, I, you know, I, paying I, attention I to the intonation and the, you know, the actual action on screen, certainly getting a sense of what was being said just by, you know, like tone and speed and force and things like that, but not really catching individual words because why would I pay attention to them? I don't speak Japanese. Oh, I do. Okay, so 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 we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get started here. So this is again <laughs> directed by Akira Kurosawa, who you know is certain sort of known for Chanbara films, which is samurai films, essentially translates literally as, I think, sword fighting films, mm-hmm. but is the, you know, subset of uh, 
uh, period dramas essentially that revolve around samurai. He made plenty of other movies that were not Chanborough films, but you know, that was sort of what he was known for the same way that like Scorsese is known for gangster films, even though the, probably the bulk of his filmography is non-gangster related. That's just- Is that true? Film. Yeah. What's Martin a non-gangster Scorsese? film he's made? Uh, what was the, was, Ooh. Silence, really Bringing Out the Dead, Taxi Driver is not a gangster film, Raging Bull is not a gangster film. I mean, kind of marginal. Yeah, but they have De Niro in them, so they basically are. Okay, do you want me to, he's made like 50 like music documentaries, which is an exaggeration. That can't not be by, true. He's made a lot of music documentaries. No, um, it's like Boardwalk Empire. And, oh, um, Jesus Christ. Looking at, okay, no, okay you, you had me like Googling Martin Scorsese <laughs> filmography just to find examples. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not, that's not <laughs> what's happening here. That's not the point. We're not here to talk about Martin Scorsese. He's made yeah, a lot. We're here to talk about Yojimbo, which means Kundun. There you go. Japanese. He made Kundun. Anyway. He made Dune? <laughs> I hate you so much. I hate you so much. I've given you a gift of a film that you actually enjoyed, and this is how you repay me. Anyway, the point was, I don't even remember what the point was. I've, I've said like five We're words about, about this the movie. The Dirt Bike so Guy. The Dirt Bike Guy? Yeah, no, yeah, his family made it. Yeah, he made all those films, and his family made all those Shut dirt bikes. Shut the fuck up. Oh, that's right. You confused it with Kawasaki. Okay. Kurosawa. Akira Kurosawa, <laughs> legitimately one of my favorite directors. Like, it's actually like I got into foreign film by by watching a Kurosawa film. I was like, a, I was a kid. I was over at my friend's house, and his older brother had a copy of The Hidden Fortress, which is one of his, one of his samurai films. Um, and it was like the first, probably the first foreign movie I had ever seen. I was like ten, maybe even younger, and just it blew my fucking mind. I watched all the Kurosawa movies I could after that, and that like sort of like sparked like my interest in like specifically Japanese cinema and then just kind of like international film in general um, was through The Hidden Fortress, which is uh, maybe not his best known film, except for the fact that uh, George Lucas completely ripped off the structure of it for Star Wars. So it has that yeah. going for it, um, which is actually fairly common. Like Kurosawa um, was of the like the post-war generation of Japanese filmmakers. He was the one that was most like influential in the West. You know. Yeah. Um, yes. A Seven lot of samurai became Grand Torino. Yeah. I I know that they can't see what my face is doing right now, but it's just it's so just. I was so excited to talk about this movie. I lo I love this filmmaker. I love this movie, and you're just you're taking all the joy out of it for me. Seven Samurai, which is probably his masterpiece and which I considered assigning to you, but it's three and a half hours long and I figured you would, you know, kind of, it might be a little much for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't even seen The Irishman. That's, that's even longer. That's a long movie. But, yeah, yeah. But it's um, like his Irishman. No, it's not. That's not an accurate comparison. Yeah, Almost any It's like his Irishman. You have seen neither movie. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of movies, Rob. It's not a Shut point. Shut up. Let me just let me talk here. First, just for oh, okay, a second. Okay, okay, so, okay. You go. You go. Seven Samurai became the Magnificent Seven, which yes. even as like it's the Magnificent Seven is like a pale imitation of the Seven Samurai, but it it speaks to like how great the Seven Samurai is. Magnificent Seven is still pretty good. 
Yeah, um, I've actually seen that one. Really? Yeah, huh. I actually have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had That's... a dad that was really into westerns. I don't know why I said it. he's still alive. <laughs> but yeah, there's actually and and specifically, there's a lot of overlap between Kurosawa films and like samurai movies generally and the western like the the yeah. the, the chamber film the samurai film is kind of like the japanese western um mm-hmm. they both you know both in terms of like they have a feel sort of a similar place in like the culture in terms of being sort of like this national myth you mm-hmm. know and just they're, they're structured similar similarly you know the sort of like prototypical structure for both the like the the, the prototypical samurai film and the prototypical western is you know, uh, a, a heroic stranger who's skilled in violence comes to like the, the town, the, the community and protects it um, from other outsiders who are skilled in violence who wish them harm. And, you know, then mm. must leave or be like, you know, has to leave the community because by saving it, he's also like doomed himself to irrelevance. Um, mm. People who are skilled in violence no longer have any place there. And, you know, there are all sorts of variations on that theme, but that's, you know, like sort of the like, the like the the superstructure of both genres, you know, something along those lines. Um, so in terms of like getting into like the the philo- philosophical underpinnings of like that, the Seven Samurai is probably his like deepest delving into that, you know, into those ideas, those themes. It's still like I don't want to make it sound like a, a treatise. It's a really fun movie, mm-hmm. um, but it's you know again, it's it's probably his his deepest film and probably his best known. I don't know about his deepest. He made, he made a lot of really good movies, you know. Um, he did, uh, and he, he borrowed, Yojimbo's one. And he, he borrowed from the West as much as the West borrowed from him. He made um, like two Shakespeare adaptations that were set in uh, the medieval, or like feudal Japanese society. Um, Throne of Blood, which is an adaptation of Macbeth that really does better than like any, I would say any other like cinematic Macbeth adaptation of just capturing how spooky that story is. Um, it's like, it's, it, it almost verges on a horror film. Yeah. And a lot then, of ghosts, uh, a lot of ghosts in Macbeth. People forget a lot of ghosts, that. a lot of witches, you know, yeah. um, a lot of murder. Oh yeah. Um, that is the witch one. Yeah. I, I think there's probably more than one, witch one. I don't know. I, bro, it's crazy how much Shakespeare we fucking have to read in like high school and how fucking dumb it is. I have no, I'm not going to co-sign that. Um, yeah, it's so stupid. They talk so fucking dumb. I hate that shit. And there's always like some guy named like Puck or some shit up to some bullshit. I fucking hated Shakespeare. I was like, this shit sucks, whatever. But I got to call a girl a hoe in one of them, but I don't think that's what that meant. Illuminating. What's it got? Yeah, no, I asked her for my long sword and, and I was like, yo, this rocks. But yeah, then it got real dumb after that. That was Romeo and Juliet, which also had a film adaptation. See, I know a thing or two about film. Okay. And he also adapted... Wait, was Jamie Kennedy in that? What, the, like the Boz Lorman Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. Wait, was Jamie Kennedy I don't know. I've actually, I've, I've seen, that's one that I've seen like clips of, but I've never like watched the, all the way through. I'm not a huge Boz Lorman fan. He's a little, I don't know. Boz Lerman? That's not a real name. He's Australian. Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. That too, yeah. that completely yeah. checks it's out. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just it's fuck? just it's it's just like if like, Yeah, it's like you like recorded the syllables someone made while sneezing and then just like made it into a name. Um 
<laughs> but yeah, that's how that's how all Australian like idioms yeah. and names are come up with. You know, just yeah, exactly. a series of like. God damn it! I every time I say anything like series, Siri pops up. I need to. How do you disable that? Anyway, um, not to ask. Siri sucks. Um, oh, okay, that pulled her up too. <laughs> I'll leave that in. Leave that in. I will. Yeah. <laughs> this is by far our most like schizophrenic one so far. But anyway, he also adapted King Lear um, into Ron, which is one of his later films, but is just all like probably his like most impressive technical achievement. Like it just has some of like the just the most epic battle scenes you've ever seen. Just thousands of extras, you know, like they oh, constructed whole castles just and then burned them down you know for the for the making of it it's it's a really impressive movie just technically um but yeah and that's like again um he didn't exclusively make samurai films he made you know noirs he made gangster movies um uh, he, he made, made that cancer one ikiru yes yeah. uh, that's uh one of his most moving that in dersu uzala or i'm sure i'm mispronouncing that that's kind of a slept on one Partially, maybe because you can't pronounce it easily. Um, but that <laughs> I was. I <laughs> could pronounce it. I could pronounce it. Take a take a crack at it. What? Wait, how do you say it? Dersu Uzala. Dersu Uzara. I th- it, yeah. Anyway, I'm sure that's. I took, also... can, I, can I tell you a fun fact? I don't know if you know that, but I took Japanese for five years. I don't think that's Japanese because it was a. That particular one was a, a Soviet co-production about like explorers in the Tsarist era in Siberia. I also and, took Russian. Right. But this is the name of a, a character who's like a Siberian native. So I have it, it's like the gold people language. Oh, so, yeah. The gold so, people. Yeah. I'm sure that's a, like a Western bastardization of their actual name. I, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. But anyway, another language I speak. Barely speak English, but (laughs) I know because I speak all these other languages. It's taking up room in my brain. Anyway, so (laughs) very accomplished director, long career, made thirty movies, most of them great. I haven't seen all of them, but I I don't think I've seen a bad one yet. Um, But Yojimbo specifically. You know, it's it's not his deepest movie. It's not his most like influential, which would probably be Rashomon. Um, it's not his um, most moving. It's but it, it it's probably his most like purely entertaining. Um, it's just it's it's just. I mean, you saw it, it's it's just. What am I trying to say? It, it rocks. Yes, I'm trying to yeah. say it rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. No, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's it's no 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 you go ahead this is your time to shine my beautiful baby boy so it was it was actually inspired by um a dashiell hammett novel um you know american hard-boiled crime writer um from the 20s like private detective stuff um man names just used to be so stupid i don't know dashiell that's a pretty cool name dashiell hammett yeah i don't know if that's a pen name or not but you know for like a for like a, a a private eye writer, that's a that's a pretty good name, Dashiell Hammett. Dashiell Hammett. Yeah. Dashiell yeah, Hammett. Heard, private I've heard eye. Better names. Okay. Well, anyway, it was adop- adapted from the novel Red Harvest, which is about a uh, you know private eye who goes to this um uh 
like mining town in Nevada that's completely overrun with different factions of gangsters. And he just goes about setting, you know, setting one group against another group and basically having them all kill each other out off to kill up, you know, to clean up the town. And yeah. so then Kurosawa adapted that idea to, you know, the, the Edo, not Edo, Jesus, Edo period, the Tokugawa shogunate the period. Edo period. Edo, yes, that most samurai films are, are set in. So it, in this case, it's about a ronin who comes to this town that's, you know, again, just beset by various criminal factions. There are two essentially main gangs that are squaring off in the town and have made it like uninhabitable for anyone who's just trying to go about their business normally. You know, they each have their own like mayor that they have set up who are each co completely corrupt and are just there to essentially give like a vaguely palatable face to the public um yeah like the the uh the town constable is basically just like a recruiting agent for the yeah. the various um yeah like criminal factions you know when the the ronin wanders into town you know the, the constable greets him and is like you know you could either go work for them or go work for them but either way my cut is one like gold piece you gotta get yeah. you gotta give me a little bit of the action for yeah one rio yeah exactly yeah and so, you know, this, this, this masterless samurai, this ronin played by Toshiro Mifune, who is, um, uh, was... Kurosawa's oh, an Italian. Toshiro Mifune, you got Mifune. Italian? Mifune. Mifune. Shut up, Jesus. <laughs> he was Kurosawa's frequent collaborator, collaborator. They made over a dozen movies together. Um, um, I'll say he's a good At some actor. point, but now I'm just... Yeah, he is. He's a very good actor. He he's really, you know, very versatile. He played all sorts of different roles. Like this is like completely different from all, almost every other role he played for Kurosawa. Like he's played like total wild men, losers, like corporate corporate oligarchs. You know, um, he's he's Saturday men. Yes. Yeah. Matt knows like three things from Japan and is going to demonstrate <laughs> how true the the idea that a little knowledge is a very dangerous thing is. But anyway, God, I just, I just wanted to talk about how much I love Toshiro Mifune and Akira Kurosawa. And Toshiro Mifune, he's a great actor. Very theatrical, you know. Very big performances, which is usually not usually you know, not my Italians thing. Like but he that. sells it. Fucking hell. <laughs> anyway, so it's like it's okay. I've I've made enough of my spiel. <laughs> what 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 did you think of this movie that that you've spent dude, all this, this time denigrating? Dude, this movie fucking rocked. First off, first off, I for sure thought he starts off by throwing up this stick in the air, and I'm like, damn, he's gonna cut that up, but he doesn't. He just lets that tell him where to go, which honestly is a great way to go about life, and kind of how I've gone about my life, just kind of throwing various metaphorical and sometimes literal sticks in the air, and just kind of being like, well, I go that way. Because you know what? In a way, I am a Ronin, right? Except they do have a master, and his name is God. Anyway, second off. Jeez. Okay, so, so yeah, he, I think part of, the, part of the appeal of this film, and it was like Kurosawa's like highest grossing film, which I don't think is accidental, because it, it's Toshiro Mifune in this role as the nameless samurai. It's just, he is, he is so cool. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. And like, no, no, not, no, like, no. not like in a, in like a, 
not in the way you would expect. Like he's yeah. he's like kind of a loser. Like again, he like enters the film by just like coming to this crossroads and just like throwing his stick up in the air. Yeah. Which way he should go. Like he does he has this mannerism where he kind of like shrugs his shoulders all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he like cool him Luke. No, 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 but he, he and Kurosawa actually developed that mannerism because he has fleas and he's itchy. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Dude. He's like, he's poor as shit. Like, he's. Dude, he's I've had just, fleas. That shit sucks. That doesn't surprise me. But <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like kind of a loser, but just happens to be, you know, but he's also like the, the one guy who doesn't, you know, who, who doesn't care enough to like not do the right thing. You know? exactly yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. Like he, he he could make a lot of money working for either either of these criminal factions because he's really good at, at killing people with his sword he's so good at killing people with swords but he will he will basically just clean up this town just for room and board provided by like the one honest dude there who's just this surly old man who runs the inn exactly yeah yeah no he literally goes into a town that like my first thought when he go to the town was like what a nightmare this place seems like such a fucking nightmare. Like, that is the place. The, the first yeah. thing that he sees when he gets there is just a dog carrying a human hand that's been exactly. set, yeah. like, in, its mouth. in its mouth. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the point, Rob. Let me tell you something. As, even though I have the spirit and the soul of a warrior, right? Let me tell you something. I see that. I'm like, not my town. This is a bad <laughs> town. This is not the town I want to be in. This seems very, this seems like, you know what? This town seems like a lot. And he literally just walks in there. And the, and the innkeeper is like, yeah, man, this town sucks. You should, like, look, here, here's some rice. All right, you want some sake? I'll give you some sake. And then just go. Just leave, man. You literally can leave. No one is he, He's not there. even he's like, like, you can. He's like, you should. We you do should. not need any more men with swords here. Please yeah. leave. Yeah, no, we need you. Please, no more killing. I just don't want to see anyone else die. And he's like, nah, there's a lot of people that need to die here. And then the innkeeper just, I could feel the innkeeper just being like, oh, my God fucking god what the fuck and then yeah for like yeah this is like like there's no reason for 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 the main care for 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 for, for senora mifun to care about what happens in this town he's not from there and yet that's the thing he's like he's like a total loser but he's just very good at killing people with swords and he's just like you know, again, and I don't think that this is like unique to Yajimbo, you know, main character in the samurai film. It's just like a like, 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 he's not like a complicated anti-hero. He's just a good guy. He's just mm -hmm. morally good. You know what I mean? But, and he's just like, but not, yeah. Also, not like a. He's he's a little bit Han Solo. He's not a paladin. You know? He's not a paladin. He's not a paladin. You know, he's he's got some charisma, some roguish charm. You mm -hmm. know, and is you know has mm -hmm. very much has that like, uh, you know, rough exterior but heart of gold thing. Yes. Like, you know, he's he's like he he saves the the life of this like peasant and his wife. And they keep like after they do, they keep they keep like bowing down to him and thanking them. He like yells at them like, "Just it go is, away, like, I, you fucking idiots, leave!" Yeah, exactly. I was also yeah, shouting yeah. at the screen. I yeah, was shouting yeah. it. Yeah, and Jackie was like, "The children are sleeping," but no, I was like, "Yeah, but yeah, that's the thing." Yeah, no, he's just. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, no, no, no. My my whole takeaway from this movie is that is that I, I remember like watching it and I was like immediately relating with the um, with 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 Signore Mifune because. I was like, damn, I'm a cool warrior just like him, you know, because I'm a, because I'm a narcissist. Because you also have but fleas. Then, exactly, yes. And I, <laughs> dude, I can't tell you, flea, there's no more depressing moment. There's probably more depressing moments, but it's, 
it has to be up there to be a human being living in the 21st century and be like, damn, I got fleas. That sucks. <laughs> that's a bad feeling. Like, that's a feeling I hope no one listening to this ever experiences because it's really depressing. It's like, I literally have fleas, but I live in a city. What am I doing? But anyway, no, yeah, fleas suck. What's it called? You gotta take a lot of showers. They don't like water. I don't know if that's true. I know I don't have them anymore, though, so I must have won somehow. Mm-hmm. But anyway, no, um, fucking, <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Like, he, like, he, his, like, dealings and, like, playing these two, like, rival. they're not even clans. They're just, like, like crime well, they, they call, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they, one of them is a, I think one of them is a gambler, like, they, like, runs a gambling outfit, and the other one runs a, a brothel. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah, yeah. And they, like, used to be connected at one point, but there was, like, a falling out over like succession. Yeah. And, it's what, yeah. It happens in every criminal syndicate. Like the, the, the main, the one guy holding it all together dies. And then like, and then like, on no, one no, hand, it's not even that there's, there's the one boss and he had promised his like Lieutenant, like when I die, you're going to take over. But then it was like, psych, actually it's going to be my son. And at that point, yeah, the exactly. was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not down with this. Yeah. No, but that's what happened. That's what happened in DC with the, the, the big drug war in the nineties. There was one dude, I forget his name, but he controlled everything. And then, yeah, like he died. And then, oh, I guess it's not the same, but then yeah, all of his lieutenants, that was the big war that all of his various lieutenants fighting against each other for control of drugs in DC. And that's why DC was the murder capital, baby. Number one. Number one, number one in our hearts. Number one forever. DC, nation capital. It's weird that anyway, you're proud of this. Well, I'm not proud of it, it but it, it gave my father a lot of business, I guess. But I guess he gets paid regardless. But what's it called? My dad's like the casket maker. Yeah, no, the one person in this town who's like cappy with this yeah. situation is the, is the, the casket maker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, dude, also, what's it called? The... The, the the lieutenant's like Ofish son, what's it called? With the unibrow, the, the big unibrow. fat guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that everyone Yeah. Sorry, go his, ahead, go ahead. His two sons. He's got the idiot yeah. um, with the unibrow. Yeah. And then he's got the uh, the other one who who shows up with a pistol. Um he, you know, he's been out like recruiting or something, and when he returns, he's got this sweet like Western revolver. Again, yeah. like because this this movie does draw heavily on like Western imagery. Like mm-hmm. Western is in the genre, not as you know, the region. Um, yeah, it's this town with this big main thoroughfare that people can square. Like the, like the the final showdown is just like a western gunfight. Two people like staring each other down like across the thoroughfare, and exactly. one of them with a with a with a revolver, like a a good old fashioned fashioned John Wayne villain, and the other one with a katana. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which I gotta say, I gotta say, having a gun really feels like cheating. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it does. Yeah, like that. It, it's like it's he really, is. At first, at, at first, it really yeah. does seem like Sanjuro, which is the, the the sort of the name that the Ronin gives himself. It, it just means like someone asks him what his name is, and he looks out at a field and says, "My name is Thirty Year Old Mulberry Field," which I guess is yeah. Sanjuro in Japanese. I, um, yeah, so I will say yes. Yeah. So someone that speaks Japanese, yeah, that's what that means. San, oh wait, no, yeah, Ichini San. San means three. That's right. Hell yeah, bro. But anyway, that's so, five years. Sanjuro is kind of the name that he gives himself. But anyway, um, it, in, the, in the first like, act or so of the film, it kind of seems like Sanjuro might be like invincible. You know, everyone is like really desperate to get him on his side because he, he picks a couple fights in the early scenes and just cuts his way through these bandits. Just destroys them. Um, yeah, but, but I, I think one of the other things that makes him uh, like an appealing hero is that he ultimately is not invincible. Like, um, yes. 
one he's like he's facing down this this dude with a revolver you know he's technologically out outmatched because again another big theme of both samurai and um western films is like societal change like passing these people by so Mm -hmm. you know there's this like this hint at you know the eventual like opening of japan and the end of the feudal era that will ultimately render you know people like sanjuro like a thing of the past so that he's outmatched in that way but also just like he gets the shit kicked out of him at one point like one of the oh yeah like one of the toughs um from the one of the clans is just this this massive dude with a hammer which is i mean pretty big like or pretty cool tough to have in your movie just like a oh my god like andre the the giant with a a big hammer and yeah, he just, exactly. he like kicks the shit out of, out of Sanjuro. And Sanjuro spends like most of the third act just like crawling around on hands and knees because he's been beaten up so bad. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally cannot walk. Like they literally, yeah. they put him in like a coffin, don't they? To like transport yeah, him? To hide him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Give him like a sashimi knife. It's like just in case. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is, I mean, this is not like a movie that is. Kurosawa has made again some like some like fairly deep philosophical films like some really some movies that really play around with the the genre some movies in other genres that have perhaps more going on in them than this just like thematically and metaphorically but I I, this is just him making making just a straight ahead samurai film and doing it better than anyone has ever done like I think this is kind of like the like ideal example of the genre I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you concur yeah. as someone who's seen a lot of these? My, oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. That's a bit. Yeah. Like, what's it called? Like, Jackie and I watched 13 Assassins last night. Again, a great movie made by a guy named Mike. Uh, and what's it called? Mike. And that's, but that's a much more like modern, like, like postmodern take on the genre. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing is that there's a lot more, like, there's a lot of like kind of like moving parts that you kind of got to like focus on and everything. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. You don't got to do that in Yojimbo. In Yojimbo, you just watch the fucking movie and you just get the experience of the movie. And it's great. And that's the thing. Yeah, it is this kind of like, it has a little bit of everything in there. You know, it has the, the Ronin, you know, the, the masterless warrior, right? This guy who clearly like was at one point like part of a clan, like part of a something, right? Like was a, you know, didn't just come out of nowhere with a sword, right? Like mm-hmm. was a person with a purpose and then just, you know, your master dies or whatever and then that purpose is gone and you're just kind of like, well, I guess I'm just going to keep doing this until I die, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. He's still like, he's still a samurai, right? So like, you know, that whole idea of loyalty and honor and the whole Bushido is still within him, right? And so he comes to this town that is completely lacking of any sort of the way of the samurai right? None of these people have any sort of loyalty, right? All of these people fear death, right? Except mm-hmm. for Yojimbo, because I don't, Sanjuro, right? That man has, he has no fear of death, right? He has accepted death. He has meditated on death, right? He has imagined himself as dead and lives his life as a dead man, as any true warrior should. And which is why I'm doing so well in this whole coronavirus thing, is because I've already accepted that my mortal body will die. But my soul, the spirit the spirit of a warrior, right? To achieve my final aim, right? Is all that I can do, right? And that's all that he can do, really. And his final aim is just to do some damn good around here, right? And that's what he does. And, and when he does, like, that's just it. Like, the movie ends really abruptly. Like, he wins. Yeah. Like, he frees the innkeeper. And then he's literally just like, well, see you later. Yep. Walks <laughs> Goodbye off. forever. Yeah. Like, the, the, the score kicks in and he just leaves. And it's, it, is an, it is an awesome score. 
Like oh it's my like God, it's so simultaneously good. like martial and jazzy. Like it's just yeah, yeah, ev- this, yeah. yeah. It's like every every part of this movie is just like operating at like peak efficiency. Like there's yeah. there's not like a bum gear in there. It is a perfectly oiled machine. Like doing yeah, it, it sets out to do a thing and it does it perfectly. Yeah, yeah, no, and and that's the thing is that I think that you know I don't know how many um, samurai films our 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 listeners have have seen, but that's the thing. I, I don't know if you're anything like me. There, there's a good chance that you might have had a father that was very into westerns. My dad actually took a, a an entire course at your alma mater and his what's it called mm-hmm. in westerns, and that's the thing. He would tell me I all did about too. like yeah. Oh, did, that's so funny. You guys probably took like the exact same course, but well, I don't know because separated by many decades. But yeah. no, but that's the, yeah. But he would whenever he would like have me watch these westerns. He'd be like, "You see now, you see him riding out of town, right? You know, always on his, you know what I mean? Like all this mm-hmm. shit." But that's the thing is that like yeah, like this is like you know I had to watch a lot of westerns with him, and a lot of the time I was like, "Oh my fucking god, who cares?" But like. Every once in a while, there'd be one that I was like, damn, that rocked. And that was what I felt coming away from Yojimbo. I was just like, no, this was like, I had no point. I, I understood everything, you know, as I always do. I, I always understand everything, right? But no, um, and this, that's not true. Yo, Yojimbo was actually adapted then later later as a Western. Um, what was it called? Uh, uh, it was actually adapted twice, both of them spaghetti westerns. Um, more famously uh, as uh, A Fistful of Dollars by Sergio Leone, his first of the Man no- With No Name trilogy that launched uh, Clint Eastwood. Oh my god! Yeah. Wait, hold on! Holy yeah. shit! Yeah! Bro, yeah. I've seen A Fistful of Dollars. Yeah. Bro, it's Yojimbo that, that, with Clint Eastwood. It's Yojimbo, yeah, holy shit, yeah, even with the point in the beginning where he's just like, we just fucking aces those guys. Yeah. Fucking, bro, oh my god. And then it was also adapted by Sergio Corbucci in the first of his Django movies. Um, Unchained? No, but that's where Quentin Tarantino got the, got the character name from. Was he also black? No, no, they were, it was just like... Slightly, Sergio Corbucci was like a, another spaghetti western director. It was kind of uh, um, <laughs> it's so funny that we call them spaghetti westerns. Yeah, it's 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 a little <laughs> iffy, but that's what we call them anyway. <laughs> that's but so fucking funny. he made like slightly like lower rent and grittier m- movies than uh, than Leone, um, yeah. who was always kind of aspiring to be like an artist um, and did, successful. Did you, I would say. Did you know but, this? Did you know this? There's actually a. I think it's the in the Austerns, the which are which is the uh, name for uh, the um, the the Russian, the Soviet, uh, the Easterns that we were talking about. Their technical name is uh, Ostern, uh, which mm-hmm. is German, right? But you know, from like the East Germans, right? Yeah. And um, what's it called? There actually is a subgenre uh, that they made in I want to say Hungary, and they're called uh, goulash Osterns. It's just which I did is not know good. that, but yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Or maybe they're goulash westerns. I, I don't know. But either way. Yeah. Bro, what were we talking about? We were talking about you, Jimbo. Dude. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, this is, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know that I have a lot to say about this movie. Like, because, like, all the other movies you, you send me are these bullshit movies written by you these You enjoyed people. both of them. Well, I did enjoy both of them, but that doesn't change the fact that I would have bullied the shit out of their directors if we had gone to high school together, right? But Akira Kurosawa, he would have been, like, one of those nerdy guys that I would have been like, no, but damn, you're actually okay, right? And, like bro like yeah talk to me baby yeah he was, he was like, like a, this is just a good 
Yeah, dude, kind of- bro. No, I just want to say, no, I, I, I watched, like, after I watched Yojimbo, I watched, like, this thing about Kurosawa that was also on the Criterion channel. And it was just, dude, it was just, it was, like, the making of Yojimbo. And it was, mm-hmm. like, a short thing. And it was just him, like, wearing, like, a bucket hat and, smoke, and, and like, sunglasses and smoking mad cigarettes. And I was yeah. just like, this dude rocks. What, a, what an absolute pimp. Uh, I mean, apparently he was, like, at least kind of an asshole, at least in the sense that he was, like, the prototypical, like, dictator on set um and could like just really enjoy just screaming at people when he didn't think they were doing a good enough job which was pretty often should have done a better job and even like him and Toshiro Mifune who they made like 14 movies together or something by like the end of their careers have had like a falling out with both like ah they didn't actually do that much but still <laughs> make, make some great movies yeah and that's what counts in the end yeah you know right and you know What's it called? You know, I mean, you know, and as far as Mafuna goes, you know, I mean, I don't know, man. The Italians are temperate people, so you know, what are you gonna do? Anyway, that being Does temperate said, mean they're angry? I don't know. No, it means like a, a, a mild climate. Oh like, my god! Oh. Yeah, you, you got it like totally wrong. But I, we all knew what you were going for. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that is that is Yojimbo. Um, it is available on the Criterion Channel, or uh, I just watched it on DVD. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. So. This guy. Anyway, let's move on to your film. Which Hell is, yeah. Uh, uh, what's Andy Sedaris's Hard Ticket to Hawaii? Hard Ticket to Hawaii. It has it all: the awesome, pristine beauty of the land. The warm caress of perfect beaches, the tantalizing wetness of the blue Pacific. Hawaii, it's a great place to visit, but you wouldn't want to die there. Four of America's finest ready and willing to pay the price for paradise. They're undercover, but not under-equipped. On this mission, there's hard flying, hard playing, hard fighting. Agents are everywhere. Have no mercy. Kill them all. ain't no hula it's a hard ticket to hawaii yeah yeah andy sedaris the father of, of that guy that wrote all those books and the lady from uh i was gonna say kids in the hall but it's strangers with candy 
Yeah. So it's their dad, uh, actually. Did you know Is it that? actually? No, I'm lying. Obviously. Why would you just okay. <laughs> Is that even spelled the same? Get out of here. I thought you were I mean, smart, man. No, I, I'm not. I just, you know. I'm just pretentious, which is, you know, you can confuse one as the other, but yeah. no, 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 it no. just means I put a lot of effort into looking a certain way. Well, yeah. Well, no, well, the reason I said that is because when I first, when I rewatched it, which I watched on YouTube and I believe the title of it on YouTube was hard ticket to Hawaii, 1987. Okay. No, no, no. I wrote it. I wrote it down exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It Say is it. hard ticket to Hawaii, 1987, very hard action movie, best action movies in passion action zone. From the channel, Passion Action Zone. <laughs> Which, I gotta say, listen, that's a, that's a more fitting title than just Hard Ticket to Hawaii, because that's what you got here. You got a lot of action, you got a lot of passion, right? You Let got a lot about, of 1987. You do. It is like, okay, this is like, if you boiled down, if you like put everything that was embarrassing about 1987 in a stew, and then boiled it down to its like purest essence, that would be this movie. It is like... It's like the Keith of 1987. Yeah, no, no, I think, I think, I think but, that, yeah. But before we move on, let me just say about Passion Action Zone. I started watching this, this YouTube rip of the, the movie that you sent me. It is like, they must have like ripped this from like an N64 cartridge. Cause it was, <laughs> it was the worst video quality I have ever seen. Like I literally was like, watched like 30 seconds of it. I was like, I can't do this. And just like found like a torrent of it. They, no, no, no. I literally, I put it up on, because I have, I watch everything or a lot of things on my Xbox, right? And I have a YouTube app on my Xbox. And so I started watching it, you know, so I can watch it on the big screen. And I literally turned to Jackie, right? Because we watched it together, right? Because we've watched it together before, right? And she wanted to watch it again, right? And so, and so, although she was like, should we close the blinds? Because she knew how many titties were going to be in this since <laughs> she had seen it before. And I was like, nah, fuck it. We're watching a movie. This isn't technically porn. Let them call the cops. But so fucking, what's it called? No, we started watching. And I literally turned to her and I was like, I don't know that we can watch this. I think we might need to find a better version because it's, it's like 360p. It's like really bad. Yeah, like, I mean, quality. the like the torrent I watched is like a DVD rip and it still didn't look great. Like this is like an extremely like, recorded to video cassette ass movie yes but like still passion action zone deserves credit for somehow making it look like even worse <laughs> than in its original pristine format have you have you ever watched a movie that someone just like recorded in a movie theater no i've like seen like youtube clips and, and again been like i can't do this yeah exactly yeah no yeah that's the thing yeah no it's exactly that feeling it's like someone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but um no, no, but uh, but so Hard Ticket to Hawaii is one of the. Uh, it's an action movie, uh, made by ba- basically it's very very hard action movie. Very hard action movie. If you want to understand, God damn it. Hold on. okay, hold hold on, hold on. Siri keeps coming up, and it and it's just <laughs> go away. It keeps fucking like every time it comes up, it stops the audio. So I need to figure out how to turn this off. Um, okay. Hold on, just just give me one second. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna read the Hagaku today. Okay, system preferences. Turn off. Listen for Hey Siri and AirPods. Okay. Maple asks, turn that shit off. Go away. You're done. Okay. All right. We're good. Okay. So the way of the samurai is found in death. Okay. Uh, when it comes to we're, we're good for talking about hard ticket to Hawaii. Okay. But can I read this? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, what's it called? No. 
Yeah, no, yeah, okay. So basically, if you want to understand why the, why the phrase death to America came about, uh, it's because this <laughs> movie's like hard ticket to Hawaii. It is, it is, so it is a movie by a lecherous Jew, and I can say that uh, because I am a lecherous Jew. What's it called? A man named Andy Sedaris. Uh, what's it called? It, it like is 13 of these things, right? Yeah, yeah, yo, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. He made a whole bunch of movies basically exactly like this. And just to let you know, so it has several women in it, and they are, I think every single one of them is a playmate of the month uh, from sometime or in the 80s. Some of them apparently were also like Penthouse's version of yes. Playmate of the Month. Yes, whatever but apparently that I did like a little bit of like Wikipedia reading on this movie, and apparently he made like, he, again, he made like 13 of these. And there's supposedly like some like plot continuity between them, but like yeah. people will like it's some like extremely like wrestling ass plot continuity. Like oh no no no, like no one no, movie. No, Rob, and... Rob. I've seen I've seen wrestling. There is so much more plot continuity. Yeah, in no, wrestling than there is like in people will just like un- like inexplicably like die in one movie and then show up in the next. Exactly. Good in one and bad in the next. Just yes. It's it's like each one is just like this movie is. Like it's like watching someone else's dream. And yes, I, I would imagine yes. that they have they have the same kind of continuity that like like recurring dreams have, where they're like some certain yes. like repeated images and people, but like disconnected and like for some reason your mom is also your gym teacher and you know yes. that kind yes. of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's no, that's actually a perfect way of putting it. Like, like this is. Like this movie is like it, it, you get the same feeling watching this movie as you do when someone tells you about their dream, which is just befuddlement as to why this is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah, it is. So that's like so. I first saw this movie uh, when I was in college uh, with two of my buddies, Jeremy and uh, fucking Sean. Right, and we watched this, and we were very drunk, and we were like, "This fucking rocks!" Right, this is a great movie. Right, and then I watched it again after I got out of college and I had children and I was like, this fucking rocks. Right. And I've seen it like three or four times. Right. And I, and this time watching it, I was like, this sucks. This is a shitty fucking movie. I fucking, I don't know if it's because I got older or because I've adopted the way of the samurai. Right. But either way, what's it called? So this movie, so it starts out right with this, these people on a boat and I don't even remember what the hell they were talking about, but you see titties, right? And then it's, they go. No, no, no. It's like it's it's not. I shouldn't have stopped you because thinking about it now, it's not worth repeating. It's but literally it's just, not. It's the man whose name is like Rowdy Hardon or something like that. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Telling the, the it, woman who like, I guess is also a spy. Like they both work for the agency. Yeah, um, which is like the a part of the government. Like they're federal agents. I think they called them at one point. They said that they're federal agents. But the women are also, like, the two, like, blonde women. Oh, two of the many. Like, there are yeah. so many blonde women with big hair in this movie that, like, I literally yes. could not tell them apart. But they're, like, yes. two main ones who are, like, spies, but they also run, like, a, a cargo charter business. Which and... I think is, like, a cover. But then they talk about it turning a profit as, like, a good thing. So yeah. it's like, and one it's of them is like, a civilian I think like the postal service where they, they like, they're sort yeah. of connected yeah. with the government, but they're essentially private, but they yeah. also have like a license to kill. And okay, okay hold on. Their uniforms are insane because they, they're like, <laughs> it's like, they're like 
all khaki with like tank tops with epaulets for some reason. And yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. It's like if FedEx was a paramilitary organization staffed yeah. entirely by strippers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, if Gaddafi had made his version of UPS out of his Amazonian core, yes, then this would, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, this would be these women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, but so, 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 it, so listeners, astute listeners, all right, you're going to have to really listen, okay? Because unlike Yojimbo, which is a pretty straightforward, badass movie, okay? There's a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts in this movie, okay? No, this, so, is, this is like a fucking Altman movie. There are so many characters. I could why is there a sportscaster in this movie? What, there are so many goddamn subplots. I could not tell everyone apart. There's just some, like, lecherous movie director hanging out in the background, and, like, he and a woman have this, like, inexplicable conversation. Or, okay, hold up. I, I wrote down the <laughs> oh, I know what you're gonna say. There's, yeah. there, this, I, and this has nothing to do with anything else. Like, I don't even remember where in the movie it happens. It doesn't really come up again. But, anyway, so this like weird movie director is talking to this woman who I don't even know who she is. She doesn't seem to factor into the plot at all. But yeah. she says to him, you practically raped me last night. And he says, that was last night. This is today. I care for you. I care for your mind. I don't care for your body. I'm not into that anymore. And then, just, hold on, no. and then a woman comes up to take their order because they're at this like restaurant that like I guess another spy owns this woman Edie who I think is also a spy and then this woman she's like a waitress there the owner is this dude who just like flirts with everyone who comes in but his idea of flirting is just to say like no that's not the owner that's not the owner that's the doorman that's the major what the fuck is happening in this movie I don't know no it's owned by the why why does this movie have a larger cast than Boogie Nights no, I don't know. I don't know. It also has more plot points than Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights was such a oh my god. It's, it's Boogie Nights is like three hours long too. I know, I know, I know. Boogie Nights is is at least twice as long as this movie, and yet I remember because I remember the first time I watched Boogie Nights, and I remember at the end of it being like, damn, that was something, right? But I liked it. And at the end of this, I felt that exact same amount of like I've spent a substantial period of my of my day watching this movie, right? However, only an hour and a half had passed. Only an hour and a half had passed. It was insane. Also, fun but, fact, that lecherous film director, you know who that is? Who's that? Is that's that Andy director? Sedaris. Okay. That's Andy that's, Sedaris. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, that's just, yeah, of course it is. It makes complete sense, but. But but actually, movie as an attempted rapist. I think I think Boogie Nights is actually like a a good reference point for this movie because in in the movie, which is if you haven't seen it, it's it's about the porn industry in the in the seventies and eighties. Boogie Nights. Main, Boogie Nights, yeah. And the the main character, like his like prestige, like his main line of porn films, is this like series of like spy movies. Yeah, he plays a yeah, character yeah, named yeah. Brock. What is it? It's it's Brock Hardman or something. No, he's Brock. Fuck. Um, actually, he's not Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is a wrestler not, in MMA fighter. Brock something. Hold on, I actually wrote it down because I wanted to make this point. Um, Brock Landers. And That's his, it. And his partner Chest Rockwell. That's um, right. That's right. Yeah. But but this yeah. is okay, this movie is just that without the fucking. 
Like exactly. Without the fucking and 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 part of the whole thing of Boogie Nights is you watch Boogie Nights and you're like these two like because it's John C. Riley and fucking Marky Mark, right? And the mm-hmm. whole point is, is that you watch them and you're like they're fucking stupid as shit. Like yeah, like, Boogie like, Nights like, is a comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to look at these people and be like, wow, they're badass. The entire point of this movie is that they're exact analogs in this movie because there are actually two like main male characters who are both yes. stupid as shit. And by the... Yes, but it is just brought... cool. It, yeah. okay, okay, hold on. So it, it is just... <laughs> the two male leads, like rowdy hard on and the other guy who has a ponytail i don't i don't even remember his name he's just ponytail yeah, guy. who i think is supposed to be asian but is clearly a white guy yeah and it's it's just like it is the most like nine-year-old idea of male friendship i've ever seen it's yes. just like yes. me and my best friend are gonna live on a boat together and do karate and solve crimes and yeah. like high five when we like flirt with women by literally just saying like i'm excited to see your boobs later which apparently yeah, yeah. in this world has like a 100% success rate. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. honestly, it, 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 it reads as very gay. Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that. Just like, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to just yeah. like hang out, hang out on our boat in our kimonos when we're wearing anything and then just yeah. like do karate and like compliment each other on our glistening abs. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and then just, and then just aggressively talk about the sex we've had with people, which is like, I don't know if you've ever had a friend that's dumb. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, is the frivolous way of sophisticates. When pressed with the choice of life or death, it is not necessary to aim, to gain one's aim. Were you were you just doing this the whole time I was gone? Yes, I was. You think this is a bit? Matt, this is obviously a bit. You're doing this for my benefit. What? No, I'm doing it for my benefit. Listen, and if you end up developing the spirit of the warrior as I have, all the better. Okay, anyway, so you were saying... Um, no, I had like... This really was just like me and this dude, and the dude would just talk about like... Fuck Hold on, hold on. It's time. Okay, let's try that again from the top. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I think my point is that, like, yeah, you're right. It's very gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, like, yeah, no, it is very much like, it is very much like, like, I don't know, bro, like, I lived, like, when I was, like, 20, I was in, a, I lived in L.A., and I lived in this house with all these guys, and a bunch of the guys would just talk about fucking all the time, or specifically this one guy who was, like, my best friend there, and he would just talk about fucking, like, all the time, and I just had these conversations with him about fucking, and the entire time I'd be like, this is fucking weird, man, right? He's a cool dude, but, like, it's, like, it's, like, a very, like, 20-year-old thing to do. Now, he was 27, which, I don't know, take with that what you will. But my point of the matter is, is that he was a good guy. And I guess what I'm saying is these guys are cool. Anyway, um, the point is, is that like, yeah, no, yeah. They like live on this like 
probably $500,000 minimum boat, probably more like $2 million, right? And they're all part of this nebulous agency, right? And then there's this snake that's been contaminated because it ate cancerous mice, right? We haven't talked about the main plot. Oh, yeah, well, no. Well, that's the thing. The, the, the snake is part of the main plot because the no, snake this, is Okay, really no, 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 no. It's, it's, Hold on. It's, 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 <laughs> you know Chekhov's gun? This is Sedaris' snake. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So the, the main, like, thrust of this movie is about these people who work for the agency, you know, the, the militarized postal service, essentially. Yes, yes. Like, taking down, like, a drug ring in Hawaii. But, like... <clears throat> First off, it's pot. It is, yeah, it's, it's pot. Like it's, it's, it's marijuana. It's most like... heavily armed pot dealers. Um, yeah. but... Most heavily armed frisbee playing pot dealers. Yeah, so frisbee does play a weirdly large role in this movie. Like one of the one of the pot dealers. Oh wait, is just no, no, no. But they couldn't call it frisbee. But they couldn't call it frisbee because I think frisbee is a brand name, so they call it throwing. Yeah, they're, no. They're pretty like, serious about their throwing. Who's that thrower? It, at the end, they infiltrate like the, the the drug dealer's base just because they distract the guard with frisbee. Um, yes, but anyway. And so <laughs> while all of this is unfolding, for no reason at all, there's also a snake subplot that just has nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with the movie. It's just like for whatever reason, they just threw in this like Jaws, but with like the worst snake puppet in the world. <laughs> but it's like it's yeah it, they keep saying the snake is toxic like over and yeah, over again it's contaminated but it's contaminated yeah. because it ate cancerous mice it, yeah it does it really it makes no sense but but the point is this snake is really dangerous and they have it in this like balsa wood ass like, like <laughs> <Yeah>. cage <laughs> that looks it's exactly like the cage of the not dangerous snake yeah, there's there's like there's another snake that they're supposed to be transporting, but there's a mix up and it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. There's just a snake. And at the end the the like the main dude Roddy Roddy Hardon or whatever, like he straight up kills like he this dude runs around using like like a bazooka as like a pistol for some reason. So he like yeah. he's like four feet away from the snake in just like a living room and just shoots it with like a fucking stinger missile. Yeah, yeah. Well, as he says, it's the only weapon he can hit a moving target with. Yeah, it's like he's a spy, but he, he can't hit anything with a gun, which is like it's kind of like a retur- recurring. Yeah, it's joke. like it's not yeah. exactly a joke because it's not. Well, none funny. of this is supposed <laughs> to be funny. Yeah. yeah, but but really, mostly this is it's it's this is all just like a bunch of window dressing for like some nudie scenes. Yes, kind well, of. Durable so many boobs in this movie yeah but it's they're, they're, it's like yeah. it's weird it, the movie feels very much like in terms of like acting and dialogue feels like the like the interstitial scenes in porn yes it's yes. Like, like this is yes. like i i watch porn for the acting it's like i i read playboy for the articles like if that was a movie yes 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 exactly it's exactly what this is. Like, if, exactly if you want is. porn, but not to see any penetration, this is your movie. Yes, exactly. Well, like I literally said to Jackie when she was like, should we draw the blinds so the neighbors don't think we're watching porn? I said, no, we're not watching porn. We don't have to draw anything. We're fine, right? Even though there are literally, you see at least eight pairs of boobs in this movie. You see... No male frontal. That's true. My wife did bring up the fact there is no male frontal. You see no penis, so it's okay. But you know, but not that there's anything wrong with that. 
But my point being is that like, yeah, no, yeah, no. And, and, and like the way that the boobs come out, it's like, 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 like just to really give you people a taste of this movie, there's a scene where it's like, where, where, where like they get shot at by these like, again, uh, 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 marijuana dealers, right? And distributors, right? These two, the two, the two sexy, the Gaddafi uh, UPS Amazon women, right? They get fucking shot at, right? right? And they get these diamonds that come in because this British guy whose name is Mr. Chen, again, even though he's white, right? Brings in. You know, they, a- they, they explain that he's half British and half Chinese, extremely suave, extremely sophisticated. He's supposed to be like their Blofeld, I guess. Yes. But like is basically is yes. basically just like, I mean, they just it's. I just there's there's no other way to say it. They just make it extremely clear. This is just like a fancy gay man. Yes, exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. That's his like they, they don't say the, Yeah, they don't say that word, but it's just yeah. That's how it's coded. He's just he's just a fancy lad who who wants to move some drugs. But exactly, exactly. Who wants. To- to move some some marijuana that he pays for in diamonds that he brings on to the island from a remote control helicopter to yes. and I quote get around customs which is incredible <laughs> because because <laughs> Hawaii is part of the United States you can just I've never been to Hawaii Rob if you fly there from the United States as an American and this man again has an office in Honolulu because they go and kill him at it at the end of the movie spoiler right that's the thing he's just in America. When they kill him, they throw him out of a window. It is like, they clearly just like, they, they like film the body falling. It is clearly just like, they, they threw a scarecrow out of the window. Yes, It is exactly. like the worst yeah. like body double work I've ever yeah. seen in a movie. Well, they blew all the money on those diamonds. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But so these two women, these two women uh, who both uh, playmates uh, uh, of the month, What's it called? That, uh, what's it called? Who, by the way, the the older one is twenty three in this movie. What's it called? They're twenty one and twenty three, and that's incredible to me because let me tell you something. The older one, not to be, not to not to talk about a woman's looks too much, but uh, she does not look twenty three. She looks she looks a lot older. But anyway, not not for me to say. Who am I to say? But anyway, what's it called? My point being, right, is that they get into this like they literally get shot at, and they're like, man, that was crazy. Man, we need to think. First off, I don't know why they care so much about these diamonds, all right? Listen, I'm a man, I'm a man who has dabbled in precious jewels, you know, in my time, right? As as my ethnicity requires, right? But the point is, is that like, listen, I don't care how big your diamonds are, right? I might have accepted death as a warrior, right? But I'm not about to die over some rocks, right? I'm leaving those shits and I'm running, right? They take the diamonds, they throw a nunchuck at these guys. Anyway, so they get shot at, and so they go, man, I got to thank. I do my best thinking in the jacuzzi. So they both just <laughs> get topless and just go into the jacuzzi, and, and, and then they're like, they, oh, they shit, remo- it's diamonds. They take off their bathing suits to get into the jacuzzi. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And they're there for two minutes, and then get out of the jacuzzi. They don't even submerge their boobies, right? That's the thing. They just literally just it's, – it's all just like – it's all just like, it's like, okay, and you're going to be topless now. And then they're just like, okay, well, why am I going to be topless? And it's like, I don't know. You're an actress. You were a playmate of the month, right? Not even of the year, of the month, right? Right? You figure it out, right? And so it is literally, it seems like they improv the way for them to be topless. It's insane. But yeah, no. Anyway, no. At all. It's just. No. I, can you imagine? I, do you think there was a script to this movie? Yes, yeah, I think it was written in crayon. But yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
No, um, but, but so, okay. I, I, what did you think of the skateboarding scene? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I just, I looked at it. I was like, okay, like so. There's, there's a scene in case you wanted. Well, they are the two, the two like gay Power Rangers, uh, the like um, <laughs> Rowdy and and Ponytail guy. They're driving yeah. down the down like the shore in their jeep, and this like this guy like like he he comes by them like skateboarding like on his hands like doing a handstand yeah. on the skateboard and they're like that's weird and then he gets into a car but hold on no 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 hold on do you remember what they say about him specifically i don't they say wow he must be smoking some heavy doobies continue <laughs> yeah it's yeah so then he goes by he gets into a car with a couple of assassins and uh, no 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 one assassin and then a sex doll for some reason which is never yeah. explained well it's like you could use the hov lane <laughs> they already have two guys well man, maybe it's plus three who knows <laughs> the super hov lane exactly yeah on hawaii <laughs> and yeah. then so these these two and a half assassins um like chase down the the gay power rangers and they shoot shoot ponytail guy in the chest hold on hold on hold on hold on no 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 hold on i need to stop you all right as i want to see this movie again i'm going to say four times okay which i need you to i need you to just comprehend that i've seen i this believe movie. No, no no i believe you i've i've yeah yeah i believe that you. is if you need to know about my movie watching my 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 oeuvre it is that i have seen hard to get to hawaii four times right What's it called? Anyway, but no, but so 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 they drive up ahead, right? And then the skateboarder guy gets out holding the sex doll with a rifle behind the sex yes, doll. Yes. He's holding the sex doll like a human he shield. He uses like a human shield, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And then again, shoots ponytail guy in the chest and they go, Oh, are you okay? And he's like, I've been better, but yeah, I'll be okay. And if they treat it like a bad the, splinter. Yes, yes, yes. But like the, the 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 bullet hole, right? Which it's not—it's literally just ketchup on his shirt, right? But it's where his heart should be. So he gets yes. shot in the heart, and it's just like, yeah, I'm still good to drive. Well, as someone who studied the Hagakure, you should know about the the power of a warrior's mind over his body. Yeah. That's well, well, yeah, but I don't think this guy has it because he he over and over again gives into lust and sin. So that's my point: is that I don't believe he actually has the heart of a warrior. I think. He's like the uh, the unibrow guy, but anyway, what's it called? He's no. Oh my God, Jackie, you're right. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, we're thinking about this all wrong. He's Doctor No. You're not seeing Doctor No. No, yeah, ponytail guy, because his heart's on the other side. That's what saves him. Also an episode of CSI where that happened. I've seen a lot of TV. The point is, right? And then so, yeah. And then so, yeah. So then they shoot him with the fucking, they hit him with the car and then shoot him with a rocket launcher and then shoot the sex doll with a rocket launcher. Yeah, they really, they got their money's worth out of this stinger missile system they like bought yeah. from the Taliban. Yeah, but. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that guy's name, his name is Skater. Fun fact. So, okay, there's, there's one. <laughs> as long as we're talking character names... There is one guy in the credits, uh, Joseph Hu. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but he, he has three credit, gr- credited roles, which I just wanted to talk about a little bit because they get increasingly more delightful. Uh, oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Continue, continue. So, so, so his three roles are Bobby. Yep. That's fine. Yeah, Bobby. Cool. Sumo coach. And then karate villain. Yeah. 
which is just I love that. I'm glad I, I love a movie with a karate villain. Who doesn't love a karate villain? Who doesn't want to again, we, we keep talking about this, we keep running across these like what would be great Twitter handles, and all three of those pretty good Bobby Sumo Coach Karate Villain. <laughs> would be an amazing Twitter handle. Fucking what's it called? No, uh, yeah, that's the thing too. Yeah, there's like a lot of like terrible karate guests. Where where he's interviewing the two football players? I'm. We can't talk about that. <laughs> we can't talk about that. I I literally texted you and apologized because I forgot that word is in this movie. Yeah, so there's a, there's a scene out of nowhere where the sportscaster, who, again, should not be in this movie. Literally, the only way he, he's what? apparently like the, 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 the woman, the younger woman's boyfriend or something? The younger yeah, so, UPS lady? Yeah. So this sportscaster, who's, who seems to mostly be there for two scenes. The first one is, is just the longest sex scene in the movie. Like, just based purely on yeah. the, like, like the scene itself it seems like they're fucking for a full 36 hours on the beach like yeah, you see yeah, a yeah. sunset the sun goes the sunrise. Down. No, no no the sun doesn't go down the sun goes the sun the sun rises twice in the scene yes yes like yes. it it, it rises sexy, sets yeah. and rises yeah. again yes yeah. exactly um, so, yeah yeah they yeah. fuck for 36 hours easily yeah and then yeah. the second scene is him just interviewing these two football players and which is just it's it's just there for one of the football players to drop some like strong n words for no reason. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I don't know where that then was just a flavor like, that this movie needed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then he's just like, my career is, and then he says, my career is ruined because <laughs> he said the n word on. <laughs> it's it it was so jarring. I completely forgot about that scene. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. No. Yeah. 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 So so. So uh, what's it called? Yeah. So they 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 kill the drug dealer uh, very gratuitously. The 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 not 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 Mr. Chen, but the other guy. What was his name? Romeo or some shit. Remember that scene? Like at the very end, the older Amazon lady fucking like kills him like three times. You remember that? And then the snake yeah, kills the... him. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but the guy with like the Russian accent. Yes. Who, yeah. Who says? Uh, who, who delivers the line at one point? If brains were bird shit, you'd have a clean cage. Which honestly is the best line of the movie. That's like the one. <laughs> I legitimately okay. laughed at that. I do have a couple of other contenders, which are just extremely upsetting lines. Yeah. Um, the first is one that is uttered, I believe, by the uh, Hansy waiter to the Hansy director which is, if you go down on her, you're going to be kissing the back of my neck because I'm already going to be there. No, no, no. You know who said that? The, the, the sportscaster said that to the Hansi director. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Neither, and then the, the other one is, I don't want to control your life. All I want to do is suck the polish right off your toes. Yeah, off your toes! <laughs> those are, those, that is a line... Written by one human, <laughs> delivered by another human, to a third human. At no point did any of those humans say, please don't. I, I, you know what? I just want to suck the polish off of your toes. <laughs> right off your toes. Which he follows with the line, one man's yeah, yeah. dream is another man's lunch. 
Oh my god. That's dude, oh my god. It's such a good movie. And like by sex scenes, like we need to we need to we I cannot emphasize this enough. Like, you know, like there are sex scenes in movies. There are sex scenes in movies where they like simulate having sex. Like the entire like the closest thing this movie comes to a sex scene is just like this woman. Like, like the older Amazon lady, and, and I'm sorry to I keep calling her older, but she's technically chronologically older. She's 23 when this movie at, was at shot. At 23, she has crossed the, like, the porn boundary into MILF territory. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah she's a MILF, and the other one is a teen. That's the, yeah. the boundary. <laughs> if, if they were in, like, a... A contemporary porn. One of them would be playing the stepsister. The other one would be playing the stepmother. Stepmom. <laughs> yes, exactly. Rob, despite being you. separated by two years in age. Yes. Exactly, exactly. Despite that, but that's enough. That's enough. It moves fast in the porn industry. It really does. And then past thirty, you're mature, which is incredible. Yeah. Oh my God. Good God. And then past forty, you're a granny. Uh, but anyway, that's how that works. What's it called? I'm sorry, my wife looks horrified, but I don't make the rules. I just report them, right? What's it called? Anyway, I just serve my master. That's all I do. But anyway, what's it called? Yeah, no. Yeah, I forgot what I was talking about. But the point is, so, is that, oh, yeah, the sexing. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just the MILF in front, of, in front of Roddy Hardon, right? And he just keeps going, ah! But he's, he's, she's literally just kneeling in front of him, but not like sucking his dick. She's just knelt in front of him like her head is at the level of his like chin you know what i mean yeah i mean this when i when i heard this described i was assuming it was going to be like essentially softcore porn like like a lot of simulated fucking but like just no shots of penetration Mm -hmm. it's almost like all of the like sex scenes are really just like extended like soft focus like shots of like yeah titties yeah yeah like it's 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 like it's it's just which is somehow worse i don't know yes exactly yeah i have trouble imagining who this movie is for yeah no yeah if you had me direct uh, yeah go no no i'm saying if you had me direct like a softcore porn at like the age of 10 this is what i would have done like you know what i mean like it's like that understanding of sex in a man who is the horniest one of my people to have ever lived directing it so before before we wrap this up, I just I just want to ask you, what is a hard ticket? What does that that combination of words mean? Um, what's it called? It means it's it's like, bro. Like, first off, first off, first off. All right, all right. You, how do you get to Hawaii? What you gonna swim? No, you gotta get a ticket, right? And bro, no. Of all the, t- I know how you get there. You get there in an extended flying montage. In which you, in which you, you also get. There's the an original song, song for the movie playing. Which the chorus to which is, "It's a hard ticket to Hawaii. It's not That's... paradise all the time." Hey, man. Yeah, sometimes there are contaminated snakes, and you know what? Was that paradise? No. Also, I love how the snake when the snake kills people, it doesn't like eat them like a snake does. It just mauls them somehow. Yeah. 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 yeah it's... Like, the snake isn't venomous. It just has, like, big big molars, almost. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. This is insane because this is a man who has no understanding of, first off, has no understanding of, 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 of first off, of drugs, right? Because you could have just made that, like, like, 
I don't know who's getting this murderous over marijuana, but it is the 80s, so whatever. Second off, has no understanding of sex because every sex scene is just, I mean, it, it literally made me mad watching it, right? Third off, right, has no understanding of how women, like, talk to one another, right? Which, who knows, all right? Who the hell knows how women talk to you? You know what I imagine all women talk about when they talk to each other? They just talk about magic because all women believe in magic. All right, now my wife is glaring at me right now, but she believes in magic. Every woman I've ever met believes in magic. Women be believing in magic, all right? People talk about how they'd be shopping, but really all women be believing in magic. And you might be saying, I'm a woman and I don't, which first off, no women listen to this podcast. Second off, uh, what's your astrological sign, right? And how much importance do you put on it, all right? That's magic. I don't know what to tell you, right? (laughs) But also... But yeah, no, yeah, if this is real, they wouldn't be taking out their titties to go to the jacuzzi. They'd be baking out the goddamn tarot card deck to talk about why Roddy Hardon hasn't called them in in a week. That's what they'd be doing if this was accurate to how women talk no, to one another. Okay, okay. No, Roddy Hardon is calling them every day with like ponytail guy listening in the background, just to, like whisper boobs and then giggle. That's that's <laughs> how they feel. <laughs> Like literally, literally, every time a guy says like 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 a ter- lately every time a guy is just like nice pants, be better if I was in them, the woman is immediately like, damn, let me see that let me see that great penis of yours. No, she's like, like damn, you're, you're right. Damn, you're right. Be better be better. You you raise an interesting point, my fine friend. <laughs> I concur. There's there's literally what's his name get shot in the chest has what I guess is an outpatient procedure at the hospital. And then when he comes out, is like, yeah, there was a nurse that really helped me feel better. And it's like, she's at work. What? What the fuck? Oh, my God. I, I managed That's how hard to get, get to Hawaii is. <laughs> it's managing to come wall in heart surgery. My wife is so mad at me for the magic stuff, even though this woman literally believes in magic. So I don't know what she's mad at. I guess no one likes to be told who they really are. But it, but all women believe in magic. Fellas, if you're trying to get into a woman's heart, tell, learn tarot. What's it called? I mean, listen, your soul will burn in perdition for all of eternity. But, I mean, listen, you'll get that hard ticket, baby. So... Did you have any final thoughts on hard tickets to Hawaii? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, see, it's stupid, but whatever. You're not doing anything. We're all in quarantine. Yeah, no, honestly, a man gets killed with a frisbee with razors on it. Of of the movies you have assigned me, this is the one that I enjoyed watching by far the most. Like, I, oh, yeah. I legitimately, I legitimately enjoyed watching this. It's yeah, it's barely a movie. Yeah, that's yeah. part of the appeal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's the thing because like you'll watch Black Knight and you'll be like. God, these people spent so much fucking money on this bullshit movie. Or like, what was the first one I told you to watch? Freddy Got Fingered, right? Like, like it's, I understand, not for everyone. I tell everyone to watch it, but I understand that the overall majority of people, it's not MacGruber, all right? Because MacGruber is a movie that people think is going to be bad, but then they watch it and they're like, oh, that was actually fucking incredible. That was so funny, you know? Everyone I've ever known who has actually watched MacGruber, say for one soulless person whose name forgets me and as will history will forget them what's it called i've known who i've told to watch mcgruber and has actually watched it all love mcgruber mcgruber is not like a bad movie mcgruber is a great movie right it's just it seems like it's going to be bad but it's great uh what's it called freddie got fingered not for everyone 
uh, fucking whatever the second one was, Black Knight, not for everyone, right? Hard to get to Hawaii? Buddy, watch it, all right? You're going to watch it, and you know what you're going to be? You're going to be like, that was stupid, but you're going to be smiling at the end of it. Yeah, last last week when I talked about how there are two kinds of bad movies, movies where, like, people cared way too much and people were, were movies where people didn't care at all. Like, yeah. there was, apparently there's also a third kind, which is movies where you just gave a camera to a horny child and, like, <laughs> just wanted to see what would happen. And that's and what just this movie what, is. Like, you're like, in, yeah, exactly. You're exactly. like watching someone who has never, who's like picked up a camera for the first time and is just like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sneak a peek at a couple boobies over here. Yeah. 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 You, you know how everyone's talking about how like, oh, Shakespeare wrote King Lear in quarantine, right? What the fuck are you doing? Like, that's the thing. Like, I bet you there are going to be a whole bunch of movies exactly like this that are going to be written just because it's like, yeah, this is like what happens if you're like, just like a horny, a horny, lecherous old man and, and who's just like, I bet I could write a movie. This would be the movie. This is literally what this is. And somehow he oh, made it. Again, and- again, it's, it's just the 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 chest rockwell movie from boogie nights minus the only reason you would go to see that movie which is that people thought about exactly which if you actually think of it like a movie a a full-length movie because this is a full-length movie like this isn't 60 minutes 90 minutes it's 90 minutes a full-length movie made purely of like porn level acting like i mean honestly imagine that Right with like, which you don't actually have tries to. to have a plot. It's on YouTube yeah. from Passion Action Zone, <laughs> which yeah. I believe is a Hindi channel. Like the description <laughs> was entirely in Hindi. <laughs> I tried. I tr- although when I put the Hindi in Google Translate, it didn't give anything back. It was like this. It could identify it as Hindi, but could not actually translate it. So it might just be someone writing in Hindi gibberish. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think that that is as fitting a way to wrap up a, the discussion of hard ticket to Hawaii as any. Oh hell yeah, bro! So I guess we'll we'll, we'll move into our little wrap up segment where we talk about what else we've been watching. Um, <clears throat> so like we got <clears throat> oh I need to like <laughs> re-enter the world of reality, but yeah, hard ticket to Hawaii like all reality stops. Stop. You're it has it has like permanently really upset rewired. By the oh, we're wrapping up. Don't worry, you'll get your back rub. Okay, I promised her a back rub. Okay, well, okay, we'll, we'll remove that. Remove that. Remove that. No one knows that I touched my wife. <laughs> You're a samurai. Exactly, I'm a samurai. Yeah, you know when Yojimbo, when they, when they, all the like, when the brothel owner brings out his women to do that little dance for him, he doesn't care. He's focused on his can rice, I, man. Can I tell you what I said to my wife um, after I watched Yojimbo? What did you say to your wife? I said, you know, I think if I could do it all over again, right? Like, 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 if it, and it wasn't like wife and kids and everything. I think I would just be Volcel and purely study the blood. I think I would just not be horny. I would just not be horny, never jack off, never have sex, and just study the blade. And I think that I could be almost as happy, honestly. Not as happy, because having kids rocks, but, like, yeah, I think that that's a really good way to go. Your idea of who you are and, like, the reality of you in the world 
are like <laughs> separate planets. Well, yeah, they're the two paths I could have taken, and I took the one where I'm, where I, my best case scenario, I grow into the shopkeeper. But there was one where I could have been Sanjuro. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention that I was going to mention during the actual discussion, just a little quick throwaway. There is actually a sequel to Yojimbo, um, just called Sanjuro. Um, it's a tight 90 minutes. It's, it's like, it's enjoyable. It's not like to the level of Yojimbo. It's, but it's, it's like, um, it's much like, it's more openly comic. Like it's much like lighter and a little fluffier, but it's fun. It's a good time. Also available on the current cartoon. Criterion Channel. So I also Kawasaki. Also a Kurosawa film, yes. Yeah, Came okay, out the next good. year, actually. It wasn't originally intended as a sequel, but Yojimbo was so, so successful that he rewrote it as one. Um, Pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, so what have I been watching? Um, I've got two movies for you. First is Cross of Iron, directed by Sam Peckinpah in 1977, who was primarily known as like an auteur of... Uh, Which means author in French. Yes, yeah. Um, primarily known for the Wild Bunch, uh, which kind of like blew up the Western and sort of introduced like what was in the 60s considered ultra violence into like oh, mainstream cinema. I was thinking of Young Guns. Never mind. Continue. Different film, yes. But uh, Cross of Iron is one of his later films after he had like sort of fallen out of favor because he was a legendary asshole who never met a producer he couldn't piss off. Um, Damn. So wait, the whole the whole way to be a good director is just to be nice. I mean, most I have never been a director, so I can't tell you. But I think in in most cases in life, generally trying to be a good person actually gets you pretty far. Um, Damn, what? That's how I got so far. Anyway, um, so Cross, Cross of Iron is one of his later films. It's a uh, it's a World War II movie, um, but like. Yeah. You know, like a lot of war movies from that period, it's actually about Vietnam. Um, it's wow. set among the, you know, in the Wehrmacht on the Eastern Front in the later part of the war. So it's, it's, you know, it's <laughs> not a good place yeah. to be. Right, yeah. And it's about, you know, draftees fighting a, you know, a losing war for an unjust cause. Is this post-Stalingrad? Yeah. It's like, oh, so this is during the counteroffensive? Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, they're having a bad time. Um, so it's, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's... It is a grim, bloody movie, um, but sort of like an underseen one from like, uh, you know, one of the, you know, another like capital I important director who, yeah. you know, it's uh, if you really want to just watch a lot of people doing like kind of weird half-assed German accents, but given good performances, eat it. It's a good movie to watch. Um, I always like seeing Germans die, so that's fine. Yeah, there you go. Um, including like James Coburn trying to do it, like like from scene to scene, trying to decide whether or not he wants to do a German accent. Like <laughs> no one really that's no one ever really gets on the same page as to whether or not they're actually going to do that. Like one dude is just doing an English accent, and that's fine, honestly. Like yeah. I, I honestly think like, but like some of the actors are German. Like I honestly think you should just have people act in their natural like normal accents in those yeah. kind of movies. It's so like, much better. Yeah. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. It's fine. But yeah. anyway, um, good watch. I got, I don't know. It's probably available for rent on like Amazon Prime. I, I got it. I actually still have Netflix's DVD service. So I got it through that. That's such a good idea. I fucking should re-up that. It's not that it's expensive. And the selection yeah. is way better. They have, oh, yeah. they have almost everything that way. Um, they've, and yeah. their streaming selection in terms of like movies is like success. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
The other one is, and this is like not, this is like a semi-ironic recommendation, but the other night I watched Raw Deal, which is like one of the dumber, like golden age Schwarzenegger movies. Um, Raw Deal? It's from like, I think 1986. Um, it's, it's essentially Donnie Brasco. It's okay. Donnie Brasco with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger infiltrating the mob, which is just, hmm. it's, it's not a setup that really works. Like, mo- like, it doesn't really remember that it's supposed to be an action movie until the very end. Most of it is like Arnold Schwarzenegger like interacting with like veteran character actors, um, like Stephen Hill. Like, it just, it doesn't work. Like, a lot of that, just because he is not someone who should be, like, in a dialogue-heavy role. Mm -hmm. But you do get to see him watch or, like, wear a suit for long periods of the movie, which is just a funny image. Yeah. It's it's kind of like when you dress up a gorilla as a butler. Yeah, Um, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But, but, and, and is, like, silly in a lot of ways that I really appreciate. Like, the climax, when it, like, remembers, oh, yeah, we have Schwarzenegger, this should probably be an action movie, is just over the top in all of the best ways. Like, I... I have a low bar for like B action movies. Again, I enjoyed Hard, to, Hard Ticket for Hawaii, so I was a fan. Um, uh, and that's on Amazon Prime. If you have a subscription, it's free. And last recommendation is Better Call Saul, which is kind of closing out closing out its like second to last season. I was not. That's still like, on. Yeah, it's. Uh, they're doing one more season after this, and. I was not like initially someone who had high hopes for like a spinoff of Breaking Bad. I thought that it was, you know, they had told the story well and just leave it. But I was, you know, pleasantly, I've been like pleasantly surprised by it. It's, it's like very different tonally. It's much slower, much quieter. Like I heard, I, I don't know, I'm stealing this from someone, but I don't remember who, so I can't credit them. But like they compared it to like Breaking Bad is like a roller coaster. This is like watching a man sit in a rowboat that has a very slow leak in it. It's like you're just watching someone like, make the decision to like totally fuck up their life over a ser- the series of years, which I appreciate. You know, it's just beautifully acted. Um, everyone in it is great. Um, the dialogue is incredible. Like every scene is carved out of fucking mahogany. I just, it's, yeah. it's just a world I enjoy being in and they really, you know, they have not missed a beat. So that's, uh, that is airing currently on AMC. I believe it is streaming on their website for free. Um, so yeah, that's what I got. What yeah. got? Uh, what's it called? I watched uh, Thirteen Assassins, uh, which is apparently a remake. Uh, but who gives a shit? What's it called? You watched the more recent one because the special effects are better. That's the thing. Your Jimbo, it really made me. Uh, Kawasaki tried really hard to do good special effects for your Jimbo, and that's the thing. It's made in the fifties, right? The special effects are as good as they're going to get, but it's a lot of like chocolate syrup, uh, blood. You know what I mean, right? Which is fine. Look, I, it's I fine. like practical effects. They do. They do. I they like do practical effects. I like practical effects too. But like, I mean, like that hand. It doesn't look like a real hand. Versus, versus. What, what's it called? What they can do right now with Thirteen Assassins has pretty good special effects, but it's not like like CGI blood. Get the fuck out of here! Every time I see CGI blood, I go into a white hot rage. Like I just get so mad. Thirteen Assassins, decent. What, what's it called? It's like it's it, it's a very it's very good. People, I saw someone say that it's like a slow, like, like the whole, everything but the last 45 minutes is like really, really slow. And it's like, shut the fuck up, you fucking piece of shit. No, the entire movie, like, yeah, it's slow in the beginning, but it's like a good slow. Like, that's the thing, because it's putting everything together. It's framing everything for that last 45 minutes to be so action-packed. It's two hours and five minutes long. It's really fucking good. 
Like I literally, yeah. it, 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 it's the movie that I saw that made me, I've seen a decent amount of samurai films actually. Um, surprisingly possibly to some people, uh, but what's it go? But like, yeah, 13 assassins in terms of like the modern kind of samurai films I've seen, it's really fucking good. It's 2010. It's, uh, it's, it's me, K and what's it called? And it's really good that, and then I guess I'm going to endorse that one too. Yeah, yeah. I love I love Mike, and he's like I mean people talk about Sam Peckinpah in the sixties and seventies being ultra violent. Mike is like really yeah like ultra violent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like he, no, I, he goes out there with it. I'm watching this movie, and there's this scene where the bad guy is shooting arrows at the family of the samurai who committed a, a, a Harry Carey, uh, what's it called? Uh, basically, to say fuck you to the bad guy, right? And so he's just shooting this guy's family with arrows. This isn't too much of a spoiler. This happens pretty early on. And there's like mm-hmm. a child, like a small child, right? And Jackie's like, Jackie's like, she has this look on her face like, holy shit, what the fuck? Why would you show me this movie? And I was like, don't worry. He doesn't kill the kid. And then he immediately Ooh, shoots yeah. the kid with an arrow. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, maybe. Which is like, I, I was re- I don't know if this is actually true because like, I got it from Wikipedia, but apparently when, when Wikipedia or when, uh, when Yojimbo like premiered in the US in like, it was considered so violent that like there were like, according to Wikipedia again, there, it, when it premiered in Columbia, Maryland, shout out to our neighbors, like apparently the, the people yeah. who owned the theater organized the screening had to lock themselves in a broom closet because people were, were so upset by how violent it was, which is like, there is occasionally like a, like a, a, a dismemberment in it. Yeah. 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 There's, yeah, it's, 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 no, well, and that's the thing. You're talking about people fighting with no armor versus swords. Like, yeah, like that's going to happen. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now 13 Assassins, that whole slow buildup, like, honestly, there's some shit you're going to see in there, especially in the first like 30 minutes. It's going to be a little shocking. You know what I yeah. mean? It's going to be, it's, it's going to be a lot. And you want to know what? Listen, you get through that, and it's all in service of that last 45 minutes, which is, one of the best, like, it's this thing that, like, I think really samurai movies, I think, do it the best, right? Because you don't really get it in, like, the Chinese kung fu films. You don't really get it in, like, American westerns, right? Where you get these, like, huge battles, right? Where you yeah. get, like, you get, like, like, just a handful of guys fighting, like, a fucking horde of, like, faceless uh, other, like, samurai, right? Like, yeoman samurai. And, and, and just, like fucking hacking them to pieces over and over again check out seven samurai check out ron bro you think i'm not going to bro fucking i'm using your criterion collection for good i fucking saw that i've been trying to schedule i've literally been trying to do chores quickly so that i can squirrel away three and a half hours to watch shit what's it called that does have an intermission and i will you know i think i think it is fair to like i i Again, I, I think it's best to watch a movie all, all in one sitting, but if you break it up at the intermission, no one's going to, you know. Well, okay, that'll work, that'll work. The film gods will, will, you know. Well, yeah, will we'll forgive me. Uh, you, can, you can Yom Kippur that or Rosh Hashanah. I don't know, whichever the one is the dude, one. Yeah, dude, Yom Kippur, dude, it's the best. Dude, you sin all year and then like one day you don't eat. It's actually, it's actually, it's 24 hours of no eating or drinking, which is a lot, I'm going to say. But then, yeah, then you don't got to worry about it for a whole another year. You're good. But um, what's it called? Another one, I haven't watched this in a really long time since I was like a Wu-Tang loving, which actually might explain my love of samurai films, was that I was a huge <laughs> Wu-Tang fan. Yeah, they were but good advocates for that. They really fucking were. Dude, that's literally how I got into it. My buddy got Shogun Assassin on VHS, and we sat in my uh, 
we sat in my parents' basement and fucking watched it and smoked weed. And it was literally one of the best <laughs> nights of my life. It was fucking incredible. But I'll also say, that's another movie I want to see really, really badly again. Um, but if you can find it, Shogun Assassin, dude. It's this guy uh, and his son who's like a kid that he keeps in a fucking pouch on his back. Fucking just... And it is so violent. Like, it's like, it's like Kill Bill. Like, it's where... I forget the director, but it's like where fucking Tarantino gets a, like blood spurting out like that happens constantly just red water it just spurting out of people dude shogun assassin super good his brain is infected by devils yeah to be honest the the whole lone wolf and cub series that's a part of is kind of a blast spot for me so i have not i have not seen that one or, or oh, any yeah. of the ones in that series oh bro yeah no my, my goal for this next week is to find time to watch seven samurai and then also to watch because that's the thing i've seen the magnificent seven so like you know what i mean i understand what it's about yeah and and that's the thing that's the thing is that i think i think there's something to fighting with swords that lends itself so much better to that because it is such a more up close and personal fight you know what i mean there's so much more choreography versus shooting guns shooting guns bullshit get get rid of the guns get back swords it'd be a better world also i just think Kurosawa is a, a, a better director than uh, Sturgis. Well, two things can be right, Rob. Not that, I mean, Sturgis made some good movies. I, I like The Magnificent Seven. But. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about, about how swords better than guns. Bring back swords. All about swords. <laughs> I was talking about the movies, but yeah, anyway. I'm talking about swords. Okay. We're Any, talking about what you got, we know. <laughs> you got anything else for us? Uh, nah, I don't know, bro. Nah, just, just watch as many samurai films as you can. But no fucking anime. Suck my dick, anime. All right. You suck. You're bad. Yeah. One Punch Man's okay. <laughs> All right. You want to assign, assign me something for the next time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to assign you. Ah. See, that's the thing. This is what happens. I always have the one I want to assign you, but then I, another one pops in my head that I'm like, oh, but that's the thing. I can't remember the other one enough. I'm going to have to rewatch the other one, and then I might assign you that for next week. Um, what's it called? Have you seen Red Heat by any chance? I have not. Okay. All right. It's okay. I'll just tell you what it is. It's Schwarzenegger as a Soviet. Like a, oh, I'm familiar with it. Okay. 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 So I'm going to rewatch Red Heat to see if it would upset you, but what's it called? Um, but so, but so, but this week, this week, buddy, you are being assigned Sniper Special Ops from the year 2016, starring, I want you to look up who it stars. Oh, I, I know who it stars. It's, it's, it's Fat Seagal. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's Steven Seagal. 2016, Steven Seagal. Okay. Um, hmm. And that's streaming on Netflix, by the way. So that'll be easy. Okay. Okay. Um, I have one in the back, in my back pocket for when you really piss me off, but I don't think I'm going to give you that one right now. Cause this isn't, we'll see how bad it is, but, but the one I'm going to give you. One You're going to regret that. For, you you mentioned or you asked earlier if you're if I had seen the Love Guru, so I know that's on your list somewhere, and I'm probably saving this for when that comes up. Okay. 
But that's uh, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. again, I told you, and I just want to make sure everyone knows. Uh, I saw the Love Guru uh, in in the theater. Yeah, just fuck yourself. But um, <laughs> but for now, I think I am going to give you Bicycle Thieves or the Bicycle Thief. I've actually seen it both ways. And that now, is on the Criterion Channel. Okay, now comes the hard part. Can I remember how to spell bicycle? Thieves. <laughs> okay. uh, is that racist? I can be racist against Italians, can't I? Do that over again. You broke up. What? Can I? I was being racist against Italians. Is that okay? You can do that, right? Yeah. Sure, they're fine. I wish I'd like to be Italian. Nothing more to add to that. That's just <laughs> a little fact about me. Okay, all I right. I like pasta. Everybody likes pasta. Actually, no. Actually, no. I think if I could be anything, I think I would like to be like an old Chinese man. There are a lot of old Chinese men that live in my neighborhood, and they all just, they all just have the best energy. They're just great. They're just walking around. I have no idea where the hell they're going. They're just walking around. And they love smoking cigarettes, and I love them, and they're great, and they're good names. Women love magic, Chinese men love walking around. <laughs> That's right. Smoking cigarettes. Exactly. Yeah. Women love magic. Oh, my okay. God. Be- before you go too farther <laughs> down this rabbit hole, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off. <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's it for this week. Join us, join us next time for Bicycle Thieves and... Sniper uh, Special Ops. Sniper Special Ops. You got some ID? Sure. So those three guys leave the hotel after you. Anything particular or... Uh... Just a mug. They had trouble telling me what they wanted. Yeah, I bet. Joseph P. Brenner. What's a peace stand? Pussy.